And welcome back, Carol Obley with us, George Norrie with you. Carol, as a medium, you're not a walk-in, right? So the spirits don't jump in your body like they did to Whoopi Goldberg in the movie Ghost? Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, I like that movie, but no, that's not how it happens. Mediumship is a blending of the consciousness of the the medium and that soul in the spirit world. So it's sort of a merging of those to coming together. That's how it happens. It's really not a mystical thing. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, uh, but that's how it occurs. We can do that with people, too. I can't tell you how many times I have, you know, picked up thoughts from people before they've even said something. Right. You know, I mean, right. physical people here. Um, but that's how it, that's how it happens. Are you blessed with your abilities, in your opinion? I'm grateful for my abilities because uh, not that I, I mean, I'm the first one to say I have worked many, many years uh, to, you know, really refine things. And uh, I I never use the word gifted. Uh, You will never hear me say that word. Because I believe that that puts one on a pedestal, and that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, Humility is really needed to give service. And when you use that word gifted, to me it means that, you know, somehow there was, you know, I was chosen or whatever. Or you're better than somebody or something. Yeah, I do not believe that. Everything that we, we have, any skill whatever that might be, we've earned it in some way, either in this current lifetime or in a prior incarnation. And I know that I've done this in other um, circumstances. One of those, as a matter of fact, in fact, I had several incarnations in Egypt. Um, I've actually had, you know, some flashbacks. Uh, They weren't, one of the lifetimes was not so nice. Um, I was actually imprisoned for being, uh, you know, sort of a prophet or whatever you want to call it that, back then. Uh, you know, so there's kind of, and I, you know, when I encounter people too, and they go, you know, I have this ability, but I'm afraid to use it. Uh, usually, what I see is that there's been a prior incarnation in which they've been punished, like like burned a witch at the stake or something. Yeah, that's that's a good example. Uh, or in some way they weren't able to really express, um, you know, divination or, you know, helping people. Uh, the whole thing about this is that you have to employ humility and have compassion. And you also have to be very service-minded. And you will know if you're called onto this pathway. It's just like anything else. You hear people say, I knew from, you know, that time I was young, I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, uh, a politician or whatever it might be. Um, So I believe it is a calling and it is very service oriented. Have you ever used the Ouija board, Carol? I have not, although... I did use something similar when I was a teenager, uh-huh. and it was called the Eye of Kabbalah. 
What and was that? It it was it it set up like a Ouija board, um, and it was glow in the dark. I used to hold it up to the, to the lights, you know, the fluorescent uh, kitchen lights and so forth to charge the thing. So it would glow in the dark. And it had, instead of the planchette, you know, the thing that people put their fingers on and move, moves, around, moves around, yeah. it had a metal uh, ball that would go to the letters or the numbers. And you would sit on one, you, you would sit on one side and the, your partner would sit on the other side. And But I really do not recommend that people uh, use things like that. Uh, to me, it was sort of a game. You know, nothing bad happened. Uh, but you were lucky. Today, I would not use uh, a Ouija board. It, it makes one too vulnerable. I agree. Opens up that portal. Yeah, and if you don't know what you're doing, and I, you know, I, even people who know what they're doing, you know, with the spirit world, I, I really wouldn't recommend it. I've actually done readings for people in which they get entities in their home and they can't get rid of them. And and I'll say to them, did you use a Ouija board? And they reply, yeah. You know, and that's when the trouble started. So I, I really don't recommend doing that. Let's take some calls. West of the Rockies, Marcy in San Diego gets us started. Hi, Marcy. Hi. Um I lost my mother 20 years ago. She was 90, and we were super close. And also, I had a cousin, Charles, who took his own life in um, 74, and he murdered his girlfriend. Oh, jeez. And I wonder if I have any message from either one of them. Um, yeah, from mom, particularly. <laughs> and... Uh-huh. Uh, you have longevity. I don't know how old you are right now. I'm 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 80, but uh, my um, it runs in my family. Uh, oh yes, yeah. She's saying my... enjoy yourself. I, I, you know, I really perceive your mom. This is kind of funny, but I actually see her dancing. Oh, <laughs> oh how wonderful! If, if she did that when she was here, or she just enjoyed life. And had a lot of friends and chatted and drank tea. That's kind of how I see her now. Um, and you're going to be around for a while, Marcy. She had a lot of uh, fun in her old age because the last oh, yeah. time she was hey, That's what I mean. I see her dancing and talking to folks and drinking tea and talking on the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. But the other guy didn't come through? Um, No, but I do want to say this about suicide. You know, I know there's religious teachings that the person goes to limbo or, you know, goes to hell. I have not seen that to be true in the numerous readings that I've done. And I have done many readings for people who unfortunately have lost somebody to suicide. I think it's devastating. It's exceedingly painful uh, to deal with that. There is always help available. And I want to tell Marcy that, that, you know, don't think of your, I believe it was your cousin or, you know, uh, that you had mentioned. So don't think of him as being in a bad place. Um, I I perceive he's been completely transformed, which is possible. Um, 
once we realize, you know, we can still deal with things when we cross over, it doesn't evaporate. What we leave here with, we have to deal with on the other side, whether that's good, bad, or neutral. Even though he kills his girlfriend, what happens to his soul? Well, you know, I I know people are probably going to go, that's what I'm about to say is crazy. But um, one of the things that I've seen is there had been some prior arrangement. It's not on a conscious level, certainly. That people go, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to sign up to be murdered. No, but there was some agreement between those souls, and because we don't die, um, we look at the body being killed in that circumstance, but the soul continuing on. And there's some good that can be extracted, even in these very tragic things that occur. So it's not necessarily what happened, but it's what comes from it, what we do with it, what other people do with it, anyone who's involved with that particular circumstance uh, learns from it. Um, it's very difficult to see through the rational perspective. Fascinating. Next up, let's go to Greg in Burbank, California. Greg, go ahead. Good morning, and hi, Carol. Uh, I spoken with psychics before or also a medium but not one here uh, that has both abilities so i hope maybe i could uh, ask something that relates to both sides one is uh, regarding uh, any you feel anything coming abundantly for me in the near or far future um and then if you touch on medium stuff if there's somebody that you see coming through to me or watching over me yeah there's the older male feels like a dad or from your father's side and this gentleman actually will give you advice on business money investing uh he shows me lists or of numbers uh that he would have kept when he was here it may have just been a log book of some type uh, but please listen to your intuition uh, because there is guidance available in that way. I'm assuming you're referring to, you, you, you said abundance. I'm assuming you're referring to money mm-hmm. or, you know, investments or whatever. Um, yeah, you, you have to think abundantly for that to occur. Again, we're talking about the law of attraction that what we think about uh, is, is attracted to us. It's not just a cliche. It really is a reality. Uh, so listen to your intuition. Follow that ad, uh, advice, and uh, you know, welcome that into your life. Okay, Greg, take heed with that. If you have a friend or a loved one who has passed on, and you do not make an effort to try to contact the other side, will they still try to come through and see you? Yes. Yeah, and and I've spoken about this on, on the, the show before. Uh, we can have these things called dream visitations that arise spontaneously with that individual, and it's an actual connection, soul to soul. And it's initiated, in my experience, it's always initiated by the spirit world. 
I've had people that I've read for and they say, you know, I wish my son would come to me in that way. I wish that, you know, my mom would come and it doesn't happen. And that's because uh, they initiate it and the circumstances have to be right for that to happen. Um, but, yeah, there's also synchronistic connections that occur, you know, number, repeating numbers, uh the appearance of synchronicity through nature, like certain birds, animals, um, that person's name being expressed. Uh, you know, there's many different ways uh, that come in. But usually I find once you open to that, the, the occurrences are more frequent. Let's go to Carla in Louisiana, east of the Rockies. Welcome to the show, Carla. Thank you for having me on tonight. I've had several people that have died very close to me, my father being one of them who always said he was going to reach through the veil to me when he passed. And my best friend died over a year ago suddenly from a heart attack. Her name was Misty, and my father's name was EO. I was just wondering if you could feel them or if they had any messages for me. Um, yeah, I, I feel from... Your dad, it's sort of taking care of yourself physically. If you've been feeling ill or you have some, uh, you know, problems like arthritis and so forth, particularly in the legs or the knees, uh, there's a message about that, uh, you know, resting and taking care of yourself. Uh, your friend, I feel that you might sometimes get through what's called aliens, and that's with smelling through the the uh, metaphysical sense, not physical. And you might get a perfume smell, flowery smell. Um, that's her calling card. I call them calling cards, you know, just like a business card. That's her way of saying that she's uh, there with you. Does that help you, Carla? Absolutely. I, both were right on target. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. When the, spirits, when the spirits come to you, Carol, how are they doing it? Telepathically, what do you, what do you envision? Um, it's called clairsentience, George, and uh, it means sensing. And from clairsentience, which is one of those three, you know, psychic or mediumistic senses, uh, clairvoyance and clairaudience, audience means listening, um, those arise from clairsentience. So, you know, I I do a lot of training of people as well, you know, uh, teaching mediumship. And people seem to get really discouraged when they can't see, and they put a lot of emphasis on, well, I'm not seeing anything. That's really not as important as sensing. Yeah. And it's sort of, the way I would describe it is, if I held up a painting and I had it covered with a sheet or a cloth, and I say to you, uh, when I remove this cloth, I want you to give me your gut feeling about this painting. And then I remove the cloth and you say what, you're, you know, what, what impressions you have of that. That's what clairsentience is. Let's go to Brenda in Sacramento. Hi, Brenda. Hi, how are you? Great. Go ahead with your question. Okay, I was wondering if you could see my youngest daughter's dad around me anywhere or if he had a message. 
youngest daughter's father. How old was he when he passed on, Brenda? He was 45. Okay, very young. Go ahead, Carol. I don't know if this is him, Brenda, but I'm aware of a man who drank heavily. Would that be him, or is that someone else? No, that's my dad. Oh, my gosh. That's the dad. Uh, Would you have considered him an alcoholic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I completely surrender to the spirit world when I do readings. What's dad want? Um, Well... Uh, there seems to be a message about someone here, meaning in the physical world, that has had a similar issue to his. So someone who is still here, not, not in spirit, but the, the concern uh, that your father would have about that, about that person. Uh, but I, I, I kind of feel like he's saying that the person has gotten the wake-up call, that they're you know, being moved to uh, do something about that. So I don't know if you would be able to pinpoint who that is, but I trust the messages from Spirit with my life. Uh, so you can think about who that might be. Um, but I'm sorry the other person wasn't coming through. Maybe in a private reading that would happen. All right. Good luck, Brenda. That's incredible that her father would pop up all of a sudden. Do they hover around the living they seem to be close by all the time. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's like this. How fast can you think a thought? Instantly. And instantly, yes. So uh, that's how quickly, you know, loved ones can be with us. And by the way, there are many readings I've done that pets have come through, animals. Yeah, I believe that too. Carol, we're going to take a short break. And come back and take final calls with you in just a moment on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with Carol Obley. Our final segment here, her books include Wisdom from the Spirit World, available on Amazon.com. Or if you want a free copy, you can get it from her website by soulvisions.net, which is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Carol, in terms of reincarnation, does a human ever reincarnate to an animal and vice versa? I haven't personally seen that. Uh, I've read accounts of that, that people think that. Um, I personally have not seen it. But we can devolve. You know, we talk about evolution, and that means, you know, going forward. But we can also devolve. Um, And I would say, well, it would be likely if that person needs some sort of humble experience, Um, you know, it could certainly happen. Uh, I keep an open mind about things like that. I just, everything I talk about in my books, what I write about, what I discuss in media interviews is what I have personally experienced. So I haven't personally experienced that. So I keep an open mind about it. What does a soul mean to you? Uh, the God energy, the the spark of God, uh, in essence, and it's identical because to God because it is God. And is that what travels onward in the afterlife? Yes. Yeah, and because it is God, 
or what I call spirit, it is indestructible. Now, we know the body is certainly destructible, and everything here, everything here on the physical plane will pass away at some point. Um, you know, even physical, uh, non, you know, non-human things. Uh, but spirit will never pass because it is eternal and indestructible. Let's go to final calls. Rick is in Dallas. Hey, Rick, go ahead. Thank you, George. Hi, Miss Epps. I just today lost a former co-worker and a good long-time friend of 45 years. Oh, sorry to hear that. Passed at about 5 p.m., and I wanted to ask if you could see anything or tell me anything about him, and would it help if I give you his first name? Um, yeah, yeah. It was Tommy. Tommy. Wow, Tommy. I feel him to be a very genuine individual, salt-of-the-earth type individual. Uh, Very hard worker, Rick. Very, very hard worker. Uh, And I do perceive he's with uh, parents that are over there that, that, you know, preceded him. Uh, And he says he will give you some signs. I feel that this gentleman also had a very keen sense of humor. Does he he even know he's dead, Carol? I mean, he just died a few hours ago. Yeah, you know, it's really bizarre, but it's so individual. There there are people that, you know, I, I don't hear from, you know, in a case like that. But then there are others, like in this case, that... And I think Rick validated, you know, what I had said about the sense of humor and so forth. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, they come through right away. Uh, I kind of get the sense with him as well that he uh, was prepared. And that, that really helps in the in the process, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, we are going to go back home. And it's just like anything else. Some people adjust very quickly. So not so quickly. Thank you, Rick. Sorry for your loss, my friend. That's uh, never easy to lose a loved one or a friend. You know that, Carol? No, no, it isn't. Jim in New York. Hey, Jimmy, go ahead. Hello. I'd like to know what you can see with my love life coming up. Thank you. All right. Love life coming up, Carol. Um, It looks like the spring and summer of next year are a very good time uh, for you as far as meeting people. Uh, And the other perception I have, just hearing that very brief question, is that you're not going to rerun the past because there's been some uh, painful situations there. some people that perhaps you hope that you would never see again. Uh, so you've done some work on yourself, and so you've changed. That means that the type of person that you attract will be different as well. All right. Good luck, Jim. And uh, so get ready for the springtime, huh, Carol? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny, though, because I've had people ask that, and, and, then, they, and then I say, well, I'm – seeing here that you don't ever go out and they go well that's true and i 
you know, you have to say, well, how are you going to meet somebody? You got to make it happen. That's right. They're not going to come knocking on your door. Well, they might, and it could be one of those synchronicity things, huh? Well, that's true. It does happen. You never know. Circumstances. First time caller, Tom in California. Hey, Thomas, go ahead. Yeah, thank you for taking my call, George. Thank you, Tom. Um, I kind of have, Carol, a crossover question, meaning two. Where I'm at, I'm going through a nightmare move, and it's affecting my health and tearing me apart, and I'm hopeful you can project that it's going to smooth out and get better. But also at the same time, I just recently lost my best friend of 65 years. Oh, my gosh. And I'm wondering if he shows up. He didn't think he would, and I told him he there was an afterlife. So he's going, so he's going through a nightmare moving uh, situation, and then he loses his yeah. best friend. Yeah, with the move, uh, yes, it will get easier. I believe you're probably over the worst hurdles there, and it looks like a lot of things, material things, have either been discarded or. You have to leave them behind. Um, that's never an easy. That's never an easy thing either. Uh, with your friend, that's an enduring, enduring friendship, and absolutely, I feel that this gentleman will give you some unmistakable uh, validations that he's around, and look for um, something that you might hear in your head that you think is your own thought, but it's actually him. The other thing I would advise you on is to uh, look at numbers that would be relevant or pay attention to synchronistic numbers that arise that are related to, uh, you know, his birth date or, uh, you know, repeating numbers, those sorts of things. The spirit world often uses synchronicity, and that's how they let us know that they're around. Uh, but absolutely, I mean, we can meet up with people who are friends, too. It's not just family. We can meet up with friends. I've done many readings in which people will say, yeah, that was my dad's friend. That was his, that was his name yep. uh, that is with him. Let's go to Jeremy in North Dakota. Hello there, Jeremy. Hello, George. Um, Carol, I have a question. Can a person leave their wife's part of their, their, her soul abandoned in coma land. I'm not sure. Please say that again. I'm not sure I understood that. Well, um, almost 20 years ago, I was in a nearly fatal auto accident. I was immediately in a coma for two and a half months. Oh my I was God. under the impression that my wife and I were climbing a tall mountain on a pathway, and as we were nearing the top, the mountain started to shake, and I guided her into a little cave to protect her. And just as I got her inside, I was hit by a giant boulder falling off the mountain. And as I was falling to the ground, I heard a voice from the sky that said, Jeremy, your tasks are not done yet. 
And when I hit the ground, I woke up to my coma that I was in for two and a half months. I'm wondering, is it possible that I left part of my wife's soul that I adored in coma land because she definitely is not the same person? So is it Um, possible that his wife got stuck in his coma? Um. Well, I haven't seen that. I've not. Her, I've not I've, heard of that before either. Yeah, I've certainly. Uh, you know, I many many spirits have come through and said, uh, I just sort of drifted away. A coma is an in between state, and you know, it, it's sort of we, we have one foot here in the physical world and one foot in the spirit world, and that's very intriguing. Uh, you know, what you went through there. Uh, Personally, I have not seen that sort of thing occur uh, with, you know, somebody's soul staying behind. Locked up forever. Let's go to Michelle in Buffalo, New York. Hi, Michelle. Hi, George. Hi, Carol. Thanks for doing this. Got you in. I was wondering if um, you see any more than one attached to me, more than one person's or soul's. I've got several family members that have passed on. Yeah, one is a contemporary to you, uh, a sister, a female cousin, a best friend uh, that I'm aware of. And I'm also aware of a a much older woman, I believe from the maternal side, uh, did a whole bunch of uh, work in the kitchen as far as uh, baking, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I feel like this may be a grandma that is connected there on your maternal side. Okay. What about, I lost my son just recently. Um, mm, wasn't coming through in this reading, no. uh, but that doesn't okay. mean he's not there. Right. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean he's not there. My sense is, too, there's some adjustment over there going on with him, with your son. If and they if they go that suddenly, sometimes they don't come back right away, do they? Uh, that's correct. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's very individual. So it really depends on, the, you know, if the person had spiritual awareness, uh, you know, if they were you know, very ill before they left. There's a period of acclimation that goes on. So it's very individual. Uh, But I do believe that Michelle will be hearing from him, Uh, and particularly at night, and that would be through the uh, dream visitation that I spoke of earlier. Let's go to first-time caller Paul in Los Angeles. Let's squeeze you in, Paulie. Yes, fine, thank you. uh, I'm of the age where I've lost a lot of people, in the last 20 years, friends and family, especially very good friends. I'm wondering if anybody is trying to contact me or whether I'll be joining them soon. Uh, I Ethically, I never predict death unless the spirit world is really adamant about it, but that is extremely rare. Um, <clears throat> I see a good many uh, males lined up next to you some of them longtime friends, some of them much more recent. Uh, the name Bill is being mentioned here as well. I don't know if you can resonate. 
ask about who that might be. Um, but that name was there as well. Uh, you need to really take good care of your cardiac health. Or he will join them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is Paul still on the line? Yeah, he's there. Paul is here. The, the, you said Bill because somebody else said that to me on one of these uh, on a psychic reading, and there's nobody really close to me except an old family friend. I was looking for other names, but that's interesting that he's coming through. Another Bill. He's pretty adamant about things, isn't he, Carol? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, <laughs> there, there's you have so many folks over there. Uh, that's why I said there's a whole line of contemporaries, meaning your generation, that I'm aware of. Um, and be here now as far as don't don't worry about when you're going to go over there. And I feel like that's their message to you. But absolutely, they're waiting for you. Would you understand that some of them, have been, they were friends with you for 50 years? A or long more. time, indeed. Carol, we're out of time. Stay with us when you get your new book. Let us know, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Carol Obley. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean Lottasaurus, Stephanie Smith, Chris Poros, Tim Benal, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett. I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.